This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mid-season type of draft uh, right now, and 
being joined with Craig is going to be, uh, I mean, that's going to be so awesome. But just to get the draft going, uh, everybody loves draft, Scott. And this type of atmosphere just uh, kind of gets your juices flowing again. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. We stream live on FSC.FM, the Fantasy Sports Channel dot com. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Fantasy sports for the fanatics. Uh, we're also stream on iTunes, so you can download the podcast. Uh, if you if you can't uh, make the whole show, just pick it back up uh, on iTunes uh, for your MP3 player. Uh, again, we have a couple of special guests tonight. Craig Mastro, Mr. Mastro Damas. Uh, is going to join us here in a few minutes. He's drafting with us live, and we also have Justin Lalonde, the VP of Marketing for FantasyFeud.com. It's a new drafting website, uh, drafting, salary cap, all that good stuff. Uh, we're going to give it a, a spin tonight and uh, let everybody know what's going on with that website. It looks like a lot of fun, Mike. I, I tell you what, I, I uh, stumbled across it, and I had heard some good things about it. And what you could do there is pretty much – get the action of drafting every single week. Uh, they have season-long stuff, but they, they really this is, a, this is a, a daily, weekly gaming fantasy website, and uh, there's a lot we can do here. Matter of fact, Mikey, something you would love, we could try it Saturday morning if you'd like, uh, and I'm going to get <clears throat> Justin to expand on it a little bit more here in a little bit, but they've got a college football section where you can actually draft live just for Saturday only. Saturday only drafting. You can uh, draft in certain conferences, BCF, and uh, I, I believe certain conferences there. So should be pretty cool. They've got a lot of other sports in there as well, Mikey. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. I mean, just uh, bring some versatility to uh, whatever drafting. I mean, let's face it, we're draft junkies. We love to draft. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of funny because at the end of uh, our after the first of September is over with, you're you're kind of looking forward to the season. And then after week two, three of the NFL or college football, you're thinking, wow, I want to draft again. So th these are chances for uh, everybody uh, for us to do that. All right, Mike, we're going to bring in our guest for this evening, Craig Mastro, man. I tell you what, it's good to have you here, buddy. What's going on in your world? Scott, how you doing, Mike? Mike, how's your BAC doing, buddy? Uh, we're we're almost to a nine, but we're gonna get there. Oh, good. When when Scott said when he uh, asked me to be on a show with you know the red and blue, I you know I'm a criminal defense attorney in Colorado, so I thought maybe it was gonna be the Bloods against the Crips. But uh, so glad to be here, guys. Thanks. Craig is a high stakes pro. Definitely plays in uh, the high stakes main events, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Just to give you a little bit of background. Number 12 overall uh, last year in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Number 12 overall in their main event. Two main event leagues. Two number one seeds. One first place finish. One second place finish. And a Football Guy Players Championship League trophy, too. So, Craig, you really racked it up last year. Let's talk to the listeners real quick. A little bit of background about where, uh, where you're from and, and how you got to be just a fantasy nut. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, man. Big Stiller fan. And a uh, little town back in Denor, back in the Mons Alley. And uh, I don't know, ever since I was a little little kid, man, I always like to put value on things and things and, and like that. And I went to, you know, college and was an accounting degree. And now, uh, now I'm a criminal defense attorney. So I always like to put values on people and on uh, 
like properties and things like that. So I got my niche way back when, and then, you know, just kind of like, Scott, I know I followed, you know, your show. You just got to love for the game. You know, you put teams together and you build teams, and, you know, that's where it started. Sure is, man. 347-324-5404 is the number. We're going to be drafting live in about seven minutes on FantasyFeud.com. I want to give you the lineup. Nine route, Mike Gustafson, Joey Brown, KO Crew, Kirk Osborne, Shane P. Hallam, Michael Trent, Plumber Bob, Bobby Knott. What's up, buddy? And then we got Tupacker, Ron Tupacker. My man is in the house. We've got a very good crew tonight. That's at uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Myself, 8. We've got uh, Craig in here as well. He's going to be drafting. That's 9. And it looks like we might have a late sign-up. Trying to squeak in here. I've, I've, I've got a message from, a, from one Mr. Mike Santos. Might be trying to squeeze in right at the deadline. So, look, this is going to be fun. We're going to test out this software, and we're going to bring on Justin in a minute just to kind of give us a feel for uh, how the software works, what to expect. Uh, starting lineups look pretty uh, a little bit different than what we're used to. To give you a quick rundown of that, if you are in the draft room, the draft room looks right now as it stands. It says snake draft at the top. It has uh, Matt Ryan highlighted at the top in a green bar. Uh, looks like he's the top quarterback option. The starting lineup, again, this is no PPR, no points per reception. But the, uh, the starting lineups are a little different than what we're used to, fellas. We've got... Uh, start two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one kicker, one defense, two flex positions, and that can be running back, wide receiver, or tight end. And then there's also a spot for two reserves, just in case you have an injury from your draft. Let's say, you know, you draft a Knicks, and then it, and it turns out he doesn't play. You can sub somebody in and flip them out. So, the, you know, the interesting thing that I think about, Mike, when I look at this, there's a, if there's nine of us in here, that's 18 quarterbacks that have to be drafted in it. From the looks of it, we have two teams that played on Thursday night. We got five bye week teams. That means there's only 25 uh, eligible quarterbacks. We're going to have a couple of quarterbacks here that aren't the best in the world for fantasy options. Well, that's true, but uh, then again, you never know. I mean, this league is crazy. I mean, who? I mean, who would have thought that? Uh, who would have thought that Pittsburgh would have lost to Tennessee last night? So, I mean, there's different options and there's different ways to go about it. So, uh, it's just kind of but, uh, you definitely need to uh, grab up a couple quarterbacks. But, uh, you know, there's other options as well. Craig, I'm going to go ahead and ask that you a question. Mike, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig is from Pittsburgh. We've got, sorry a, we've about got a that, question. Craig. I mean, I couldn't believe it either. Oh, man. I'm still like, – my eyes are still tearing up, but I'll move on. <laughs> hey, Craig, <laughs> we've got a question in the chat room for you, brother. We've got Sackett, uh, a, a friend of the program here. The crew, the chat room here at Red vs. Blue, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. Even they have some questions from time to time. Sackett needs a tip from our high-stakes pro this evening, Craig Mastro. He needs one this week, and obviously it's PPR. Ahmad Bradshaw, Stephen Ridley, Mikel LaShore, or Fred Jackson? I'm assuming that he needs to bench one of those. Bradshaw, Ridley, LaShore, or Fred Jackson? He just needs one? Is that what he's asking? Ridley. Ridley's my first pick. Oh, I don't yeah, like he, Jackson. Yeah, he just needs one. Yeah, I'd yeah. go with Ridley. There's your answer. Yeah, I'm going to also, actually, uh, we had Justin there for a second, but he popped off, so we're going to wait for him 
We have a couple of more minutes left, and we've got to start. Craig Mastro is our guest, one of the high-stakes pros in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Craig, tell us a little bit about your, your teams this year, uh, and and also we're, we're going to look at uh, some start sits for this week. Guys that you normally wouldn't start, but maybe this week you do because of bye weeks or maybe matchups. And then also we'll look at guys that you'll sit this week that you might not normally wouldn't, but that the matchup just doesn't look right to you and you would sit them. But uh, tell us a little about your teams this year and how you're doing. You know, I started off pretty well. I was like three and one in one league. And then uh, the other, I'm talking about the main events, I guess. Uh, I have two teams. And the first team I started off one and two, but then I, I caught the last two weeks I won. So I'm three and two in that league. And then the other team, I was 3-0, and and then I happened to lose by, uh, I think, two points last week and five points the week before. So both of my main event teams are 3-2. and two. And, uh, you know, that's where we're at there. And then, you know, I do have other, like, these little $350 teams. I think I have about 11 teams on that. You, Scott, you well know that because uh, you beat me the other week in one league hey. that we're in. Hey, you and know that, what, that, though? I tell you what, after a year of like last year where I only lost one game, that's kind of how it felt. It felt really good last year. Three and two is not a bad start, especially with this up-and-down season. You're not going to see a lot of the undefeated teams this year, not nearly as many, and not, not, not as many of the one-loss teams. This has been a real wild ride for fantasy guys this year. You, you pop 180 one week, you're down to 100 the next week. So it's, it's uh, three and two is not a terrible spot to be. You just got to keep, uh, keep fighting every single week. Well, you know, it seems like every other year I have I have one of those teams, you know, because, you know, the defunct league that we were in before that, in the, that World Championship fantasy football, I, we had a team that finished ninth overall, and that was in 2009. And then last year we had the team that finished 12th and then uh, 37th, I think, both my teams. So it seems like the odd years I'm better than uh, these even years. <laughs> Craig, Good hang tight for a second. We're going to bring in Justin Lalonde from Fantasy Feud. Our draft is underway just a couple of minutes early. I guess we had, right. uh, or maybe the time is a little bit different here. I've got 11-14. Uh, Justin Lalonde, VP Marketing for Fantasy Feud. Welcome to Red vs. Blue. Thanks for having me on the show. Very, very nice to meet your acquaintance, Justin. We had a talk the other day. You were kind enough to walk me through a draft. It worked really well, and I wanted to bring it to the listeners at Red vs. Blue. Again, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football are in this chat room tonight. Uh, so if you have some Who Do I Starts, you can definitely ask them. We're, we've, we've been getting them all night long. Talk to us about Fantasy Feud and what we can expect in this draft room. We've got guys that have never seen this site before. They signed up tonight, and we're in the middle of a draft. Well, the, the only thing with Fantasy Feud that you're going to have to alter from the way that you approach your current leagues is just mind that you're only drafting a team for this weekend's contest. So... The great thing about Fantasy Feud is we're in the world of daily fantasy sports. We're trying to remove season-ending injuries out of play, uh, owners who are making bad trades, from commissioners, all that stuff is out of the way. Now you can play in daily contests every single week of the season. Uh, For football, I guess it's a little bit more of a weekly play, but uh, we also offer uh, college football. We'll have basketball on the site those guys ever decide to get their acts together and uh we just finished up the baseball season very interesting start to this draft i am now on the clock it looks like i drew the uh one two three eighth pick out of nine we had nine people sign up tonight for this draft 
and I am pick number eight. Interesting that it went Matt Ryan, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Rodgers, Foster, Eli, and Ray Rice. I think it's very important to get quarterbacks in this draft, and I'm going to go ahead and take a flyer on a Matt Stafford just to make sure I get that quarterback locked down. So uh, nine rounds like on the clock. And, Mike, you took, uh, you took Eli Manning. Was that your pick, or did you time out? No, that was my pick. I, I just I, I didn't hit the draft button, but that was my pick. I mean, I love the Eli. I've loved him all year long, and I'm not going to uh, shy away from him. Craig, uh, I've got you on the show here. Does Eli Manning, does that matchup scare you off a little bit if you're an Eli fan? Would you start somebody like an Andrew Luck against the Jets over an Eli because they're playing San Fran, or is that more uh, just a ground game type fear? For me this week, it's close. I like Luck a lot, but he's he's in New York. There might be some issues there. I know Eli's in. I think he's in San Fran also, but you can't run on San Fran, but I think the only avenue to go is, is in the air. And Eli's he's proven over the years. He, he's just tough as nails. So I think he can throw on anybody. I'd probably go with Eli just a little bit of an edge, even though against San Fran. Justin, yeah, talk throw, to us. I think they both might just throw two touchdowns. Who knows? I think so too. Justin, talk to us for a second. There's a there's a very important button underneath the draft room, or, or underneath the player list. It's called roster comparisons. Can you talk everybody through that real quick? Where to find that? Well, uh, okay, the roster comparison. As soon as you highlight a player, you'll notice his profile is going to be at the bottom of the screen. But there's also an extra tab that's roster comparison, and it's really important to keep an eye on that, just because one of the features that we heard. Um, in the industry that was a real key differentiator for guys in the live, live draw, uh, draft log is the fact that you want to know where you stand in terms of how you're matching up against the competition. So what we have with the roster comparison, is it gives you a breakdown of your roster against the other guys. So a positional breakdown, what your needs are looking like. And uh, I heard you talking about two reserve spots you have on your bench in terms of you know, in the event of an injury, but you can also use those as a little bit of a strategic play, especially since you've got nine guys right now. You're going two quarterbacks deep. You'll have 18 quarterbacks. If somebody's waiting on one of those QBs, not bad to use those reserve spots, maybe to stash that third guy on your bench and, and hold it over his head. <laughs> this is Justin Lalonde, the VP of Marketing from FantasyFeud.com. We're, uh, we're excited to be drafting on this software and this platform tonight, and uh, we're taking advantage of it to uh, understand it a little bit better, try to work out all the bugs. We do have a question in the chat room. Will, will there be uh, any type of PPR leagues or setups that would be allowed or any other type of starting lineups that would be allowed? Um, that, that would depend. That, that might be further development. Right now it's fairly standardized because um, the thing – the thing that will impact the different roster composition is the fact that the lineups are all generated based off of a salary algorithm. It's more geared towards the salary cap game. It would be a lot easier for us to be able to put a different type of roster in, put a PPR league in for something like a snake draft because everyone's on the same playing field and we wouldn't have to set a second set of salaries. But for the salary cap game, it's based off of, Ten guys averaging out a hundred thousand. I realize that's not what you're playing right now. Uh, you're doing a typical uh, snake draft, but the more popular game so far in the daily space has been the salary cap. 
347-324-5404 is the number. Justin Lalonde, the VP from Fantasy Feud, decided he could stop by tonight and check on us to make sure everything is running smooth. That is what I'm talking about, guys, customer service for a draft. You've got the VP on here uh, on Red versus Blue. So we've, uh, we're have we playing around with the site, but I also understand there's a lot of other uh, events. You, you said you were bringing on – you guys are bringing on some additional sports, and I'm really excited to learn more about and give a chance to this college – football on Saturdays. Can you tell tell the listeners about college football on Saturdays for tomorrow morning? There's a huge gap in the market um, that we found just with college sports. It's difficult for those avid college followers to be able to play in fantasy leagues. You don't have as much of a following in terms of fantasy. It's been a, more difficult to stat. So what we've done is We've tried to open up the college game uh, through our platform. So college basketball is going to be launching in week two of the season. But right now we've got the NCAA uh, football contest up on the site. Uh, If you want to give the salary cap a try, there's a $100 free contest this Saturday. So what happens is it's a little bit of a different roster. We try to make it a little simpler. You're going to draft three quarterbacks, three running backs, five receivers, and one tight end. And you've got a salary cap of $1 million to get those players in under budget. And you're going to face off against other fantasy enthusiasts and see who's, uh, who's got the best gauge on the college games. Option, you'll also notice a multitude of other salary cap games, and we based it off of uh, the BCS as well as the four independent teams. So you can draft any players from those rosters. That sounds like a lot of fun, guys. A $100 free roll on college football this Saturday. We could all jump in and sign up. Again, the sign-in process was fairly easy. We put a link on our show page. You guys can click that, get you an account here, and then we can start to play around and see what else is out there. You've got a couple of sports coming on board uh, that you mentioned, uh, some of a little bit more obscure, and and a lot of folks might not know that those fantasy games exist, but you've got some kind of golf and uh, NASCAR, and then you said one more that was coming on board as well. Well, Yeah, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, right? Like, I don't mind talking about the future. So um, the next thing that's going to be launched on the site, obviously we're going to have NBA. We actually had that running at the tail end of last season. So NBA is coming on board. Uh, the newest game we're going to be launching, NCAA Basketball. So we haven't had that live. That will go in week two of the NCAA season. And the next um, or sport that's going to be launched on that is going to be golf. And after talking to a few people in the industry, uh, one of the focuses we'll make in terms of uh, the next sport we'll bring on will be NASCAR. It's not my forte. Um, probably not something that I'm the best person to talk about. However, it's uh, it's a very popular sport. A lot of people are getting into the fantasy aspect of it. So if the players want it, we'll create it. Well, and there's a lot to choose from already. Uh, can you Obviously, MLB is – is in the middle of the playoffs. Are there still MLB contests available that are in the playoffs? And how does that work? put a twist on things? No, the MLB playoffs are actually down now. So we're going to set up a different type of contest. You've already been mentioning different roster sizes. That's something that we're going to approach for the MLB season next year. Because what tends to happen is in any sport, we typically want to have a minimum of four games um, to be able to pick from. So we could have had a few contest throughout the playoffs however um just with the variable schedules and and the way things were working this year we didn't have the new roster set in time so 
basically the reason we want a minimum of four games is simply to have enough diversity players to be picked because you'd never want to have three or four guys matching up where they only have one or two different players from each other. Uh, then it, it kind of takes that uh, the intellect out of the game and makes it more a game of chance rather than skill. Gotcha. Uh, Lance is in the chat room, one of the high-stakes pros here at Red vs. Blue. Uh, we're speaking with Justin Lalonde from Fantasy Feud, the VP from Fantasy Feud. Also, our guest for this evening is Craig Mastro, a high-stakes pro that uh, is going to give us his starts and sits later. We are all drafting in this draft tonight, and Justin was kind enough to stop by Red vs. Blue and give us a little heads up. I'm about ready to be on the clock right here, right now, and I can decide if I want to go flex. I can go wide receiver. Uh, we're on pick 43. Shane P. Hallam is in the draft room, and he's getting ready to draft. Five seconds left. Four, three. The countdown clicks. He takes Miles. Austin is off the board. Now, on a flex position, it looks like you can take running back, wide receiver, or tight end. And I see a tight end right here that's calling my name, Tony Gonzalez. Got to be a, having a monster year this year. It's just totally uh, unexpected. I know I talked to plenty of high stakes guys in the preseason. Uh, that we're not high on him, but boy, he is—he uh, has been tearing uh, the league by storm this year, just doing what he's always done. Mike, Mike, are there any questions that you have for Justin while we have him on the air? Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's just been a lot of fun uh, hearing about the uh, the different uh, aspects of the uh, of, of the site and uh, the, the exciting stuff that's going to happen. Uh, you know, I heard Scott saying something about baseball and this and that, and. Uh, it's just fun to uh, see the, see what's happening with you guys, and uh, you know what's gonna what's gonna happen moving forward, basically. Well, uh, glad to see that you like what's going on. I'm gonna put a little shameless plug in here, uh, just because I think this would actually match with the high stakes guys. You've got a lot of very strong fantasy players. One thing that's really cool that we've done is we've, we're trying to create some personalities in the industry. What poker did, where they created big names and uh, guys who were excited to play against. Well, what we've done is we've, we've created a 2012 field of dreams. So while we're in the daily fantasy space, what we also did is we took a season-long concept and applied it to, fantasy, uh, to our daily space. So while you're drafting a new team and you're having a new roster every week of the season, you're playing against the same players. And what we did for the Field of Dreams is we took the top 12 guys in the daily fantasy sports industry, and they're kind of facing off in a battle royale as the king of daily fantasy football. But the nice thing that we did is if you actually go in our draft lobby, you'll be able to sign up for season leagues um, all the way until week 10. And the way this up is we're get, giving the winner of each season league an opportunity to join the Week 16 Feud of Champions. What the Feud of Champions is, is it's a $15,000 tournament where we are putting up the prize pool. So it's all coming from us. Um, the top 12 from that tournament, they're going to join the 12 top in the industry next year in the 2013 Field of Dreams. So it'll be a 24-man challenge, again, to see Supreme. That's going to have another $15,000 prize pool, again, paid by us. Pretty cool. Field of Dreams uh, is, a, is, is, is a pretty nice concept. We like the fact that you guys are respecting the players and putting the player first, elevating them up to a, to a certain extent. We really like that at the Fantasy Players Association, and we're happy to see that. Justin, thanks for being here. Thanks for helping us through these customer service 
getting us used to this draft room. I'm getting ready to go back on the clock here. We thank you for being part of uh, our, of this show and, and showing showcasing this. We'd like to have you back on as we continue to explore what Fantasy Feud has to offer. Anytime. Thanks for having me on the show. Let me know when you want me here next. All right. Thanks, thanks, uh, that's Justin Lalonde from FantasyFeud.com. Uh, Craig, there's a lot uh, going on here in this draft. You feeling pretty good about your draft so far? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, early on I kind of kind of missed some things. But, no, nah, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you know, Scott, you and I have done a lot with PPR. So I don't oh. think this this isn't a PPR, correct? No, it's not PPR. But, hey, your team oh, looks yeah. good. Brady, Lynch, Morris, A.J. Green, Harvin, Rudolph, and Andre Johnson. Uh, Again, I don't, I don't really like it, but we'll see. I think I, think I should have got another quarterback with this format. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah, quarterbacks know. are important for sure in this format. All right. I want to look at a player that is just a – okay, he's still there. All right, I'm on the clock, guys, so bear with me. Get, and I'm going to make a kick. Sorry. That's all right, Scott. I, I, I can take it over a little bit with Craig. Uh, it, it is a little different. Uh, Non-PPR, it, it kind of makes you think a little bit, doesn't it, Craig? Yeah, well, I don't know if it becomes just a touchdown league or – or what? So I mean, you know, that's why I'm kind of getting Rudolph in there, and even Andre Johnson, where he may catch a touchdown. I I kind of wanted to, I wanted to get Vernon Davis, but I I opted for the other, the third wide receiver. So I don't know. It, it's fun though. It's fun. It's good to be here yep, with you guys. Out. Yeah, it's uh, the draft is running very smoothly. We haven't had any any issues. I went ahead and took Nate Burles, and I'm very high on him. We're going to talk about him in a second with that matchup. Obviously, Titus oh, yeah. Young is, is banged up. A lot of coverage has been rolling over to Calvin Johnson, Craig. And and I looked at the stats and the snap counts, and uh, Burleson led the team in week four in the passing snaps. So he, he's definitely getting a lot of action. And a lot of people might have wrote him off for dead on draft day thinking Titus Young was going to take over. I think I was one of those guys. But looking at Burleson, he's still got a little bit left in the tank. I, I agree. I like Burleson. I mean, he you know, he's – Getting older, but he he's clutch at times, and I don't I don't see Young uh, coming up as big as uh, maybe he should have. You know, the the guy that I thought he could have reminded me of is I love Kendall Wright down in Tennessee, and he yeah. destroyed my my Steelers. So I don't I really want to talk about him too much. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let everybody know in the chat room, guys. Uh, you know, we have nine people drafting tonight. And we have that timer set on, I think, 30 seconds. But we're already out of round eight and running into round nine. And we just started this thing at 11.15, guys. 11.15. And look, the clock says 11.30. So in 15 minutes, we have put through nine rounds of action. Uh, we're, in, we're in round nine. Yep. And that's just amazing. For, yeah, for nine of us to be through in, in the nine rounds, this thing is rolling fast. And you can have a draft done literally with – Nine or ten of your friends here or on or on the Red vs. Blue podcast or on the High Stakes Fantasy Hour podcast, you can literally have a draft done in minutes, and it's uh it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's got a, I, I do want to say, say, I mean, we're able to zip right through it. Craig, go ahead. Uh, no, just Carson Palmer was not who I wanted there, but I got timed out, but that's fine. 
I, I get a pick coming up here, so. Oh yeah, you you got Palmer. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I didn't really want him, but that's where I'm oh. at. Oh. Well, you know what? I have no ability for commissioner control here. This is out of my hands. I'm just a player like you guys. So uh, we're all in this together okay. tonight. If uh, if I, if we get timed out, we get timed out. It's a uh, it's just a little entry fee here to to have something on it. Nothing uh, nothing too fancy. I'm gonna throw something uh, at the listeners here. I've got uh, some starts and sits. I gave you Rivers last week, guys. Uh, he got back on track with a 350-yard day and two scores. This week for quarterback, I'm going to start Kevin Cobb. Great matchup. While he struggled against the Rams on Thursday night, this matchup looks a lot tastier for Cobb this week. The Bills allow a league-worst 28 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And that list that they've played so far this year, the Bills have played Sanchez, Castle, and Whedon. So Cobb should have a field day against the Bills uh, this Sunday. I also had Roethlisberger as a start against the Titans. Uh, Craig, I'm going to put you on the spot here, buddy. If I need a quarterback to start, who would you take? Oh, can I go easy and can I go Matt Ryan? I mean, that's that's a <laughs> gimme there with those against Oakland. <laughs> I mean, Big Ben threw four against them. So, But I had those same two. I had Big Ben and uh, Kevin Cobb. And then, and then uh, you know, I told you I like Andrew Luck. I like I like Ponder too against uh, Washington's defense. A little hurt, even though it's in Washington. So I think I think Ponder's got a little. Uh, I don't know. I think he's got it going on lately. What do you think? I I, th- I, I kind of agree with that, man. I, I like what I've what I've seen out of Ponder. It's very very interesting to see what this kid can do and the, and the connections and the weapons that he has now with Harvin and Rudolph. You also have Washington, who just gives up a ton of points against the pass. Uh, I think Ponder is a nice play this week as well. Okay, so that's a start. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go on the clock. Who's somebody that you would bench this week? Uh, For me? Yeah, benching a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't really think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to do much in Arizona. He might have to throw the ball around, but I think they're going to try to get Freddie Jackson started, and I think that front seven with Arizona is going to shut down. Fitzpatrick with the uh, Buffalo. I mean, he might get one touchdown to either the tight end, but or, or uh, you know Stevie Johnson. But I mean, my other ones are Bradford. I don't like. I don't like uh, Sanchez against Indy. And that, you know, and I and who knows what Russell Wilson's going to do against New England? I think they're going to you know exploit the uh, try to stop the running game and against Lynch and, and see what, what Wilson can do. But it is in Seattle, so those are the ones I don't like. I don't like Fitzpatrick, uh, Mark Sanchez, or uh, Bradford against Miami and Miami. That's going to be tough, I think, for him. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I hope that Russell Wilson actually can get it done because I do have a, a, a league at where I am starting him uh, this week, and, and I just looked at the New England matchup, and, and that's all that I really had available to back up Cam Newton, so I, I went ahead and did that. Um, our bench quarterback last week, I, I did. I hope everybody listened again. It was Cam Newton was our bench quarterback. This week, I'm going to look to Carson Palmer faces a tough Falcon secondary. These guys aren't giving up anything. They're doing very well in their pass protection. And, uh, you know, other than that uh, Peyton Manning where he turned it around uh, in that game, they've, they've been pretty uh, stout defense. I think that Palmer is in for maybe some garbage points in the second half. 
but I think the first half is going to get p- pretty rattled and get them out of their element. And maybe he gets his 250. Maybe he gets a second score, but I highly doubt it. If he gets one, I think 250 and one is about it, what, what you're going to see from Palmer. He surprised us before, though. But the Falcons play pretty well, and they can also grind clock, man. This team can grind the clock and just, you know, very efficient in their passing and running, and they can just, you know, own the ball in the time of possession. So I'm looking at Carson Palmer as somebody that you might be starting this week because of circumstances uh, due to bye weeks, but I would would try to keep him on the bench. Okay, let's move to the all-important running back position. Craig is on the clock, Mike. I'm going to go ahead and give this one to you. Um Starting running back, somebody that you wouldn't normally start, but this week you you, you might go ahead and give a shot. Do you have one in, on, on on tap? Uh, yeah. I mean, what about Danny Woodhead? I mean, uh, this guy is uh, you know, he's gonna, he's obviously uh, somebody that can uh, you know, show up for New England. Uh, you know, and, and other than him, I mean, that's about all I can see. All right. Well. I've I've seen worse. Uh, you know, there's uh, there are issues there in New England. You've got uh, Ridley that fourth fumble in the last 118 touches, back-to-back games, and that's always a Bill Belichick statement game kind of waiting to happen there. So you do have to be careful with Stephen Ridley this week. Uh, he he may be the guy to bench this week, Bolden or maybe even Vereen. You have so many running backs that might get a shot there. You never really know. Uh, who to start, uh, Craig? Would you? Uh, what, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, running backs, who to start or who who I bench? Yeah, who would you both. start? Yeah, who would you start? Uh, you know, I think Reggie Bush is going to come out. He's at home, even though those Rams. I think I think uh, the offense is going to set him up. You know, Daniel Thomas. I heard he, he's out, so Reggie's going to have all the room. I like him this week. I like I like uh, Trent Richardson against Cincy, and then you know Shady McCoy. He's got to do something more this year, and he's got all the moves. So he's playing home against Detroit. They can get ran all over, and uh, you know there's a lot of good running backs out there. I like Turner against. Oh, I like any any Atlanta guy against Oakland this week, obviously, and then. Uh, you know, you got Jamal Charles going in Tampa. They, they can – I don't know. He, he's just been able to run on anybody. So, those are some of the guys I like. Gotcha. We are speaking to Craig Mastro. He is our high-stakes pro for this evening uh, on the Red versus Blue show. Very successful in the FFPC last year. 12th overall as a finish. I guess if I'm going to give you one running back to start this week, guys, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, okay? This could be the sneaky week that Ben Jarvis gets it going. He's very he's been very less than impressive so far this year. Only two touchdowns. I see here 300 yards in five games. But he faces a Browns defense that has given up their fair share to opposing running backs. The Browns running class yards a game. Three rushing scores handed over to date. I watched the Giants trample their defense for, for 243-2 and two last week. The week before, the Ravens put up 27-100. and 100. Uh, This one is about the matchup. Get the law firm in your lineup this week. Watch the forecast here, 40% chance of rain. I know Mike says 60% chance of sun. Uh, so things could get a little sloppy. But I kind of like Ben Jarvis this week, and I'm not a big Ben Jarvis guy, but I think this might be the week that he gets it going. Let's look at 
who you would bench this week, Craig, uh, running backs that you would bench this week. I know you're getting ready to be on the clock, too, so I'll, I'll let you make that last pick as well. Uh, yeah, last pick. I think I get, get a kicker, so it's not that big a deal. Um, I really don't think uh, Ahmad Bradshaw is going to do a whole lot, and uh, he's going against San Fran. And it, it might be somebody quicker out of that backfield, I guess. You know, the young rookie, he might be, if anything, with the Giants. But I hate I hate uh, Green against Andy, the Jets, Sean Green. And uh, Steven Jackson against that Miami tough defense in Miami. I, I just don't see him doing anything uh, this week. And maybe it's time for that Richardson kid to come on. I hear you. Man. And that's what thinking because those are some of the rookies I pick in my league. I mean, you know, I need Turbin. I need uh, that Richardson kid. So that, that may be just wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> that was a fast draft, fellas. Uh, 24 minutes in total, and we are done. Nine of us got through uh, 2, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 rounds of action in 24 minutes. So uh, by my count, that's 108 draft picks in 24 minutes. That's pretty darn fast, and uh, you know what? We didn't need a lot of time in between picks. They've got it ranked very nicely for this week's games, so you don't have to worry too much. These are the same rankings that they use for their salary cap contest. So those that algorithm configures the salary cap number. They plop that ranking into these snake draft rankings as well, so it makes it very easy to just sign up and draft. And you know what the cool part was, Mike? We could sign up for two-team drafts and just go head-to-head and just have a real yeah. powerhouse, you know, Matt Ryan, Julio, Whoa. or Andre, and, and you go back and forth on it. Matter of fact, I was in a draft going head-to-head against Justin just for a test uh, draft, nothing real, and he was he was putting me through it. And my first two picks, he had the first pick, so I had two and three. I took Julio and Roddy, and he's like, oh, whoa, you're taking Falcons. He snagged Matt Ryan on me on the very next pick. And so, you know, there's a lot of strategy that can play out when you're playing head-to-head. I think I think uh, I think everything went uh, went real real nice, Scott. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it just flowed, and uh, you know, I got defaulted twice, and both times uh, I got defaulted to a player that I really like. So, you know, it, it was fun, and uh, you know, I would I would definitely do it again. I'm telling Lance in the chat room. Lance, they have college football Saturdays, man. Uh, we're going to do a draft. They've got a $100 free roll. Go to the link oh, that I yeah. have on there. Sign up, and you'll get a 50% deposit bonus on anything up to an X amount. I don't know what it is, but they were kind enough to give us a 50% deposit bonus. I'm uh, very thankful that the Red versus Blue listeners can take advantage of that. That's a that's a pretty hefty bonus when I've looked around at the other sites that are out there. So pretty ecstatic. Real quick, uh, how do we go to uh, compare rosters? Uh, well, right there on the page, if you see uh, right underneath the underneath the draft clock, yep. you can just you can just select the team name right there, and, and you can look at everybody's rosters right there under draft results. Um, back to the uh, the other contest. Yeah, we we were in a uh, we were in a, a there's a draft this week, a weekly game, a beat that beat Alex. Alex Kaganowski, the pro uh, at the FFPC, the owner of the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Uh, there's a contest there, and we're in that. I think that's a $22 entry fee trying to beat Alex to get into a pretty big contest. Nice prize that they put up. 
So that's a fun contest over at Draft Street. And, you know, look, we have, uh, we're, we're here to explore and have, have, have a good time and have fun and, and see what we can do. But this was a very fun experience for me. I enjoyed it. Uh, there weren't any technical issues. The, the clock runs fast. And, I mean, we set that that way for a reason so we could get through the draft tonight. But it, uh, it worked pretty flawlessly. And I was very excited to see Nine Round in the, in, on the draft, Joey Brown, K.O. Crew, Shane P. Hallam. Team K Wood here, Michael Trent, Plumber Bob uh, even showed up tonight. Two Packers as always, and then Craig Mastro. Uh, we had a, we had a great lineup uh, this week, so I'm very uh, thankful that you guys decided to help us uh, test out this yeah. software, and and I enjoyed it. So I think we'll be back, and Mike maybe tomorrow morning we'll uh, we'll check out the college football. Okay, let's get back to Week Six in the National Football League. Craig Mastro is our guest, number twelve player in the world. I'm sure you don't get tired of seeing that or hearing that. Talk to us about. Real quick, before we get to these other positions, how did it feel last year looking on the leaderboard and seeing that you were in the hunt and competitive in that last couple of weeks of the season? Hey, you know what, Scott? It was pretty exciting because, like I told you, I had two uh, main event teams, and they both just took off. I mean, I had some of the numbers. You know, uh, the key in that PPR league is to score as many points every week. I mean, both teams finished over – I think 1,700 points for the year. And one team finished at five, you know, when we got done with it before the playoffs, and the other team finished at number 13. So I was real excited about both my teams going in the playoffs. And then uh, I'll share this with you, Scott. I had people like DeMarco Murray. He takes one run, breaks his ankle. I put in uh, Roy Hallou. He gets whatever he got last year, I think a knee. And, you know, that, that just crushed me. So, you know, the, and, and then uh, I think the biggest at all, both my teams, I think the key mistake I had was I thought that uh, Phillip Rivers was going to have a great year last year. And all those interceptions that he throws, which he, he normally doesn't throw, I think uh, put me in a bad position. Because I think that one team that finished 12th, I was only about 52 points away from the top dogs. So, a lot of injuries, but you know that that's how that's how it goes. It is, it is, and it can it can happen to anybody. Jamal Charles went out last year. We all saw that. This year, we've been looking for that landmine. Chris Johnson's been the landmine this year, uh, and, oh. and then we saw what happened to Fred Jackson early on. But now it looks like he's back. So I hate to see yeah. the injuries happen. So hopefully, we can continue to avoid those for fantasy players. Let's move on. We've got uh, <clears throat> again. I uh, we we talked about. Uh, the benching running backs, and, and I think Ridley is one of those guys that you have to consider benching because of the fumbles. When you have Bolden, you have Vereen, and you have Woodhead, you never know when Belichick's going to send a statement. And the Seahawks, let's face it, guys, they've been playing shut down Rush D over the past few weeks, 82 rushing allowed to the Panthers, 75 given up to St. Louis. They rank third in the NFL, 66 yards rushing allowed per game. This is strength versus strength in this game, and, and Seattle's at home, the 12th man. I get the Seahawks the edge uh, in this matchup against the running backs. Look for Brady to get things going, and and they're not gonna. And I think Brady's gonna have another a, a Brady type day. We've been kind of waiting on it, uh, but I think Brady's gonna be much better, and the running game isn't gonna be nearly as involved because that Seahawks defense is pretty tough. Uh, let's look at wide receiver, Craig. We we we've got a lot of bye weeks this week, and we need some wide receivers that we can count on. We don't want to be disappointed. Antonio Brown, your boy, your stealer, let everybody down last night. Boy, and, uh, 
And we saw Kenny Britt finally catch one, who's probably on a lot of benches. Britt, Britt was a hot mess there. You know, I played again. I still think Kenny Wright uh, played him, and but you know he's a rookie, and they're they're uh, they're going to him late when it's important. I, I like I like Kenny Wright, but this week Julio Jones and Roddy Wright both probably score. Going back to your Kevin Tall pick, uh, trying to pick apart Buffalo's weak uh, secondary. Fitzgerald could have a his best game coming up this week. I like Demarius Thomas against San Diego. And uh, I do like Reggie Wayne and Percy Harvin. I was going to put down A.J. Green, but I don't know with Cleveland if uh, I think Joe Hayden's coming back that corner. Do you know that, Scott? Yeah, he is back. It wouldn't scare me off one bit. A.J. Green is a dominant beast in the league, so it's not somebody that would deter me one second. And I think it's Andy Dalton's going to look to prove that he can get it to him anyway. Except what I was leading into it is I want my boy Andrew Hawkins to, to play big. Oh, yeah? So, uh, yep, yep. He, he looks like he can catch uh, eight to ten passes a game like a little Wes Welker, but a lot quicker. So, I, I don't know. So, I'm I'm kind of actually saying AJ Green can go off, but if if, uh, if Joe covers him up pretty well, maybe they'll they'll feed the ball to Hawkins inside. So, and then that might open up a little bit of the softness on the defense where uh, your boy Ben Jarvis Green Ellis might score a TD, like you were talking. Yeah, this Craig, is a. Go ahead. Mike. I want to uh, I want to throw something at you um, when I'm. Set my starting lineups uh, throughout the uh, throughout the year, uh, week to week. I I tend to pay attention of over and unders. Uh, do you look at the uh, Vegas lines and over and unders uh, to determine maybe should I start this wide receiver or set this wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera? I do. I, I mean, I I do a lot of the. Um, I do other. Um, how should I say it? Websites with. You know, FanDuel and, and things like that. And I'll, I'll go into the uh, Las Vegas lines because if they set them at around 42 or, or the, you know, the over-unders, you can kind of see with the matchups where they're looking at it. And, and they're obviously the experts with regards to how they feel with their computers and things, which players might do well. So, yeah, I do. And then especially when you take into account a PTR league where, you know, the, you can get a key wide receiver, and you, you can probably see that he's going to catch eight passes and then get all those yards probably close to 120 yards if he's only catching about 12 yards a carry or a, a catch. or so, and, then he, and then he probably in the fourth quarter will catch a touchdown too, so he'll have a big game. So, yeah, I do. I do look at that when I get a chance to. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. This is the Red versus Blue Show. Scott Atkins, Michael Trent, Craig Mastro is our guest. We had Justin Lalonde, the VP of Marketing for Fantasy Feud. It's been a big night, guys. We've already drafted uh, a twelve round draft with nine of us tonight. It took twenty four minutes. That's a blazing fast time for for that type of a draft to happen that quickly. I have a start sit for you, Craig, this week in my Kentucky league. I've got Reggie Bush against. The St. Louis Rams, who's been an improving defense, 
or Mikel LaShore at Philadelphia. There's something about LaShore that I'd like to get in there. Reggie's been a little dinged up. What would you do in a situation like that? Uh, I'm going to go with my gut. I, I don't know why. I think Reggie Bush is going to have a good, good game at home. Uh, I'd like to see him start taking passes out of the backfield like he used to do, like a Sproles role. But uh, I think the coach has him running between the tackles, and and uh, that might be tough with that defense unless they get overexcited with Quinn and, and Long on the outside and they do some traps. But I, I think Reggie's going to catch him. I, I could be totally wrong, but I'm not. Uh, I'm on him this week. Don't know why other than uh, he's going to have to carry the load. And then Lamar uh, Miller is going to have to back him up because, of course, Thomas is out. So I think Bush is going to get some of the at least a touchdown. Mark emailed the uh, the Red Blue Radio inbox this week and asked for Wayne, Bo, or Julio. Craig, will you? Which one do I need to bench? Mark, he has uh, that's Mark emailing from Red from the Red Blue Radio inbox. Reggie Wayne, Dwayne Bo, or Julio Jones. That's some lineup. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if he if he's got that much to worry about. Uh, you know, I guess you're going to do both because uh, they're not – I don't think they're at home. They're away, and, and they got a new quarterback. They're in Tampa Bay. Tampa can get loud down there, and they've got uh, Brady Quinn. And Quinn, uh, you know, if they roll double coverage to Wayne, I, I think he'll throw the tight end more or, or out of the backfield. But I think they're going to rely heavily on, on Jamal Charles uh, live and die with him. So I think Reggie Wayne is he's going to go all over Cromartie or whoever they put on him. And then Julio Jones can just this is his candy shop this week, I think. We've got well, a right. well, so. go ahead, Mike. If you don't mind, Craig, let me uh, let me throw one at you real quick. Uh, I'm kind of been wrestling with this and uh, talked to Scott about it uh, a couple times. Uh, Robert Meacham, Brandon Gibson. Or Andre Roberts. I gotta start one. I like I like Roberts. I think when you when you see how called uh, Kevin called goes through the progressions of the game in between the twenties, he'll throw uh, a lot of passes to Fitz. He'll even he'll try to get the new uh, that rookie tight end. I think he's a rookie Hauser more involved. But you know, I I believe Roberts has. What is it, Scott? At least two, maybe. I'd say two touchdowns. I'm not looking at my notes. Yeah. But uh, he's usually a guy that they can go to. And I think Roberts might be in the third year. And, and we know what they say about receivers coming into the third year. So that I like uh, Roberts. Gibson, I think he's just a, a speed guy. And I don't think Bradford's going to get that much. It's a different turf down in Miami. I think it's grass. Compared to the, you know, I, I think the Rams guy going back to the other with Reggie Bush and, and uh, their defense. The Rams are a different team at home. You know, they're, they're really tough at home, but when they're on the road, they can be pretty average. And, and I think Miami's pretty well coached, and the defense is is pretty good. But I don't like Gibson that much, uh, not no. yet. And one thing- uh, I like Roberts. The one thing that uh, that I was kind of hung up on is uh, Meacham had, I mean, he had a huge game numbers-wise uh, last week. But 
I mean, he didn't really have that many targets and that many receptions, but he did post up some big numbers, and that's what uh, you know that that's kind of got me toward Meacham right now. Yeah, and and Champ, I think Bailey Champ Bailey will probably be on uh, Floyd, but you know you got to figure if Gates is even eighty five percent healthy, ninety percent better, they've got to get him going. And usually Gates owns. Well, I mean, sometimes Champ Bailey used to go on Gates, but I don't think he'd do it in this kind of you know when the, when Floyd's out there, he's a little hotter. So. To me, Meacham's probably the third or, uh, you know, the third look, which right. might be good, but I don't think he's going to do a whole lot this week. But I'll tell you what, Mike, again, I'll, I'll just wrap this one up for you. Andre Roberts is uh, has been very spectacular this year, and, again, he's on the field a lot. You have to think that last week against the Rams, they had 63 passing snaps as a team. Fitzgerald yeah. had 63, Cobb had 63, Andre Roberts had 62, okay? That was with a Ryan Williams in the backfield. They lose that Ryan Williams, and again, he wasn't anything to speak of, but he at least was somebody that they wanted to try and experiment with. This week, they're going to abandon the run early, and they're going to just toss it around the field all day, and there's going to be a lot of coverage on Fitz. I think Roberts is going to get a bunch. I'm in a league right now in the NFFC. We have Hakeem Nix, and we're starting Andre Roberts over Nix because – you just, like like Craig said, you got to take a wait-and-see right. approach on some of these guys until you can really see it. And, by the way, Roberts has four touchdowns this year, not two. He's up to four okay. already. Wow. And uh, he, he's been a very impressive uh, wide receiver, 23rd overall in the league right now. So that's a very good year for Andre Roberts. Again, like you said, his third year. So you hey, have hey, to. Scott, yeah. I, I have a question for you because uh, actually in the SF uh, – League, I was able in one of my main event teams for a dollar. I picked up William uh, Powell, you know, the Cardinals kid. What, what's your opinion of him? I mean, for a buck, I thought he was worth it. I think so. I think you have to take a flyer on him. I remember my good friend uh, Perry Van Hook, who thought the same thing the week prior to the to the game. He said, this might be your only chance to get William Powell, and that was before the Rams game. And sure enough, look, an injury happens, and now he's got his opportunity. So yeah. what he does with it, I think we're all in a wait-and-see approach here. We don't know what he's going to do with it. It's uh, it's up in the air. But what he does have is an opportunity. The Rod Stevens-Howling is not completely healthy yet. They would like to – I think they would like to see uh, Stevens-Howling – you know, back there, he does a little bit of everything. He can pass protect. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. As a small little guy, he, he actually gets it done. But this is a rookie. I mean, we don't know much about rookies. And, again, he's from Kansas State. Uh, we, we don't know a lot. And, and so, But we do know that he's going to get his opportunity. And uh, we'll just have to see what he can do with it. It's a guy that if you got for a buck, I mean, why not? You know, just take a, yeah. take a flyer on him and see what happens. Yeah, yep. he looks pretty good in the preseason, I thought. So, yeah, I don't know that. Uh, I, that was my one question to bring to you tonight because I picked him up and I mean my, that one league I, I'm a little hurting where I got to start him. So I am I am totally in agreement with Sackett in the chat room. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out again. Some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football are in our chat room, the crew here as we affectionately call them at Red versus Blue. Sackett says he wants to pick up Vincent Brown any, anywhere he can get him, and I remember this. This is the guy that can be active in Week Seven, right? 
And uh, that's the week that they're going to try to get him involved or back into action. And remember, in the preseason, they called Vincent Brown their best wide receiver on the team. So I think this is the guy we have to let go ahead. We can't expect too much too fast, but let him get his his legs under him. And then maybe around week 10, week 11, this guy could be one of Phillip Rivers' favorite targets. Because, look, Antonio Gates is not getting it done. Uh, we have a question from Sid Head on Twitter that, that, that tweets the Red Blue Radio, at Red Blue Radio. Uh, he, he's asking Craig, Antonio Gates or Dennis Pitta? Now, in what world, and it says 1.5, so this is an FFPC league, obviously. In what world would you ever think to yourself, we'd be sitting in week six and you'd be saying Gates or Pitta, Craig? I'm going to go with Gates because Pitta, I think he caught people by surprise early on, but then when people have been watching him and and got one of my favorite linebackers, if he decides to watch Pitta coming out, that's that's Sean Lee, right? I think is well, did Lee get hurt? No, I'm trying to remember. Not 100 percent sure on that. Well, if if Pitta's going to be covered by Lee, he's done, Uh, and, and and I think. Uh, Flacco has other options that he's going to go to down against Dallas. So Pitta, I, I thought he was, you know, pretty glamorous early on, but I think he's done. I, I think I'm pulling for Gates this week. He knows Denver. Uh, he's had some decent games, I think, against Denver when Bailey's not watching him, and I don't think Bailey's going to watch him this this week. So I, between those two, I go with Gates. All right, this is uh, this is good stuff here. We've got uh, we're, we're rolling, we're we're putting Craig through the gambit. Day drinker Josh has a who do I start? You know what? I just heard that he's gonna go and grab another beer, so I'm gonna pass on his. We'll bring his back on after he comes back into the chat room. Here's an ugly one yeah. from Billy Waz. Billy Waz, one of the best in high stakes uh, fantasy football, has an ugly one for you, Craig. Jason Avant, Doug Baldwin, or Ruben Randall? Jason Avant, Doug Baldwin, or Ruben Randall? This is a result of injuries, bye weeks, and maybe even suspensions. It happens to all of us from time to time. And you have yourself in a situation where you're looking at Avant, Doug Baldwin, or Ruben Randall. Well, I guess I like Ruben Randall. I like him. I don't know if Hicks is – if he's all the way back this week, and that's a that's a tough. I mean, I, I think Randall last week had six catches, six to seven. I mean, the kid uh, for a rookie, and uh, you know, nowhere near his third year where they they get better. I, I just don't think the other two guys are going to get enough playing time. Yeah, uh, this is this is actually a really ugly one, man. I, I I'm I'm uh, I'm. I'm you know, we have to answer these. You know, this is this is what happens from time to time. But I'll tell you what, uh, Ruben Randall is, is your option here, right? And and he was the third option on the depth chart. I think it comes down to this. If Nick's plays, Randall is not your option. If Nick's doesn't play, I go ahead and play Ruben Randall simply because of this. I look at Jason Avant. Uh, he's fourth on the team last week in passing snaps. I'm just looking at opportunities, not even targets. I'm just looking at plays that he's involved in. He was involved in 17 offensive plays last week as the number four option for Philly and and Michael Vick. When I look at Doug Baldwin, he was 13 uh, passing snaps overall, fourth on the team again uh, for Doug Baldwin in Seattle. And and you know that Seattle isn't going to throw as much as Philly, so I would put a vaunt over Baldwin for right now until I start to see 
what Baldwin is doing. He's still not uh, quite healthy, although it is a good matchup for Baldwin in New England. So let's 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 kind of keep those tempered here for a second. So your third option, Reuben Randall, 28 passing opportunities last week against Cleveland, and then again that was a shootout uh, for the Giants. This week they're playing the, the much stronger San Fran, but you know that Eli is going to have to throw the ball. They're going to give up on the run yep. fast. You're going to realize a couple of runs in, you cannot run against San Francisco on the side. There's no way it's going to happen. They might get David Wilson involved for a little bit more speed than what Bradshaw has because you need speed to beat the Niners. There's no other way to do it. But if Knicks plays, that drops him down to number four on the list, maybe even number five if, if, if Martellus Bennett is healthy. And so I think you'd have to throw Reuben Randall out as a side as an afterthought. You know, you might even get back the other guy, um, Ramsey Barden. And if Barden's back, he's number five or six. So there's yeah, no way you can that the Knicks is playing. So then you're, you're a coin flip between Avant and Baldwin. And this might go to the uh, the method that Mike prescribes, too, and you, you pick the over-under. Yeah. So. I, I could agree. I, I still like Randall out of those three. But Randall, I think, even outplayed uh, Hickson when Hickson out was the start of the week before, I believe. Yeah. So I like that kid. He's big. Uh, and Eli, Eli moves the ball around, and, and Bennett, who, you know, I've got him on a bunch of different teams. I picked him early. I, knew, I thought he was going to do well this year coming over to, to the Giants and fill that void at a tight end. I, I think he's still banged up, and I think he's going to have to stay in with that pass rush. And, and uh, But depends on how, how much, you're right, how much Randall will get on the field. So. Yeah. And, it's, and, again, it's a tough one. Daydricker Josh had this one for us. It's a who do I start. He says, please don't make fun of me. Uh, Craig, he needs one of David Wilson, LeGarrette Blunt, or Stevens Howling. I don't like Howling because he's coming back from the injury. So, Blunt has a shot to score, especially against Kansas City at home, uh, because even if they get inside the five, I, I just don't know about that kid uh, – I was real high on on Doug Martin, but I think he's he's hitting a little wall. I, I have Martin in one league, and and I know I just and I, you know there was times where I picked up Blunt and dropped him, and now I'm picking up Blunt for like a buck or two uh, to see because he I know he had a touchdown. I think he had maybe 14 carries the other week, so it's almost a split over there. So I'd go with Blunt. Mike, what would you do? Did we lose Mike? Have, have another. Have another. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey, it wouldn't be the same without you, my man. 347-324-5404 is the number. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, uh, we, we pull out the buzzer meter anytime we're trying to wake Mikey up, but... Uh, Anyway, Mikey, Mikey is gone. That he was a uh, he, he he had enough. He couldn't he couldn't take it anymore. But we had a great show with Mike. It's been a fun show with you, Craig. Too. Let's finish this up for the for the Red versus Blue listeners here. We need wide receivers. Uh, somebody that we we wouldn't normally start, but we need to start this week. There's a lot of games going on this week that I could see maybe a wide receiver gets uh gets a groove going. What what's a wide receiver you like this week? Uh, uh, I, I listen, you talking to me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I listed all those other ones with fits and that, but if you want to reach way down, like I, I like Kenny Wright, I like Randall Cobb, 
And I, I, I'm going to go with Andrew Hawkins. Uh, I yeah. think that they're going to – I think he's going to play big. I like the Hawkins pick. I, I, I also gave him Burleson coming off the bye week. The Lions should be well-rested, ready to go. Many people don't realize that, but Burleson led the team in week four passing downs with injuries to Young and a matchup that should put Offenwall against Calvin. I'd look for Stafford to use Burleson early and often. I'd also look for him to get Pettigrew back involved. You might even see the first glimpse of Ryan Broyles this week. So, uh, look, sometimes you have to ignore the stats. Stats aren't everything, and Lance would be one to tell you this right off the bat. Cowboys, the toughest in the league against wide receivers. Okay, let's see. Who have they played? They played the Giants in that week one game. Okay, Eli didn't look good. Uh, They played Seattle. They played Tampa Bay. And the one week they did play an opposing quarterback that had a wide receiver, Marshall lit them up. And and then they padded the stats against Tampa Bay. So I would start all your Ravens wide receivers as well. I'd start Torrey Smith. If you're in a pinch, I'd start Bolden. I would not buy into this Dallas is the best in the league against wide receiver crap when you look at the points allowed. Sometimes the stats can deceive you. So I don't want to I don't want to get too stat heavy here because I do look at a lot of stats, you know, everything. But that's one that I had to dig a little deeper. Said, wait a minute, when did, when did, since when are the Cowboys the best against the wide receivers? I had to take a, a second look, and we're only at week uh, six, and so those stats haven't really had time to materialize yet. So give that, you know, three, four, five more weeks, and then you'll start to see can you count on those stats when they've had uh, eight or nine games in. A bench wide receiver, Craig, somebody that we might have to bench. This is one we got right last week as well. We said to bench Pierre Garcon. I almost got into a fist fight with Mike on the air. And we hope you all did because he could never get it going in that game last week. Just seven targets against that tough Falcon defense. This week I'm going to say Jordy Nelson. It's against a tough physical Texans defense. I would not start Jordy unless I absolutely had to. They just can't seem to get anything going now that he's matched up on the number one corners in the league. And it doesn't get any easier this week against the Texans. They boast a fearsome pass defense, ranked fourth in the NFL, they're minus Cushing, uh, Cushing's this year uh, since last week's uh, or Monday night's game against the Jets. Six passing TDs given up, seven interceptions, 16 sacks generated to date. I would be very careful with Jordy. I'd really like James Jones. I'd really like Randall Cobb, and I'd even like that tight end DJ Williams if he gets in there, but I, I heard he's dinged up too. Who would you bench this week, Craig? Well, I mean, I'd probably bench somebody that might be injured and then he might try to give it a go. Somebody like, I like him, uh, Jerome Simpson, but I just don't know if he's going to play. You know, they, if they bump him a little bit, uh, he might he might just shut down early. So that's kind of an easy one. You know, I don't know why, but I don't like Miles Austin this week against Baltimore. Uh, I think I think probably went Witten has more catches than even Bolt while well, I'm going with Baltimore. But um, I don't like Miles Austin that much or any any uh, Oakland receivers against Atlanta's secondary. So Yeah, I don't blame you. We've got the Oakland-Atlanta game, the coverage. We saw it. We talked about it. We said, look, the coverage is going to roll back to Ro- roll back to Roddy White, and then Julio made him pay. 10 for 94 on 15 targets, while White went 12 uh uh, 12, uh, 120, or no, what are, I got there, six for, uh, I don't even know, I, I can't even read my handwriting, Raiders ninth worst against wide receivers, 
When I look at the uh, Cincinnati-Cleveland game, Joe Hayden is back. I, that doesn't deter me from starting Andre or A.J. Green. And also, just like Craig told you earlier, I would start that Hawkins kid. Uh, he's a playmaker when he gets on the field. I, I would expect Little to be better than the zero that he gave you last week. If you're in a pinch, you can go ahead and put Little in. I don't think he'll put up a goose egg at home. He's actually a, a nice player. I don't know what's going on with him when he disappears in some of these games. Maybe he's yeah. not ready for the prime time. But, uh, but uh, you have a comment on that, Craig? Well, yeah, who was jo- jo- the other guy caught the touchdown passes? Gordon, right? Yeah, Gordon, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, you would have thought that Little would have had, you know, picked up one in there. But uh, I think we, I think Weeden's coming around a little bit. He is, he's he is. Gun. He's an older he's guy, he's a mature guy. Yeah. He had that he had that rough first outing where we're like, holy cow, what do we what do we got on our hands here? But he has uh, he has looked pretty good. So St. Louis at Miami. You mentioned Reggie Bush earlier. I don't know what's going on in St. Louis with the receivers. You've got Gibson. You'll probably get a look at some of the rookies. Maybe even Steve Smith comes back out of retirement. Daniel Thomas, a second concussion. Lamar Miller might get a shot. And you know who leads the league in passing yards, Craig? Do you know who this is? Leads the league in passing yards? You'll never guess it. Don't look it up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm looking at my yellow tab here. Leads the league in passing yards. I'm, I'm sorry, receiving yards. Receiving yards. We're talking wide receivers. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, you know. It's in the Walker AFC. Has a ton. AFC. He's in, the, he's in the AFC. Okay. And he's in the AFC East. Hmm. And he plays for Miami. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Brian Hartline. That's it. It's you know, it right. takes a while to figure that one out. You know, I, I, it, it took me a while. I was like, no way, no, it's not in the AFC. I went through every team. Oh no, it's in the AFC East. Really? I, it's not one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he had a huge game, two fifty. That, and but he's been, a, yeah, he's been a good player. Good, good player. Well, I almost had it right. I said Wes Walker, right? But he yeah. Kinda, they, yeah, they well, remind me of each other. It's good trivia at the bar. That's really all you can say that it is. But, uh, hey, good. Craig, this has been a lot of fun, dude. I really appreciate having you on. You're always welcome here anytime. Yep, good luck Scott, I did, this yep. year, man. And uh, it, it's been a blast having you on. And hope you come back at Red vs. Blue and hang out with us. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks thanks again, Scott. All right, man. Craig Mastro, uh, Mastradamus, Team Mastradamus. He got a lot of compliments one week on the High Stakes Fantasy Hour, and I was like, you know what? I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a while. I need to get him on the show. Had an excellent 2011 season. Two teams in the main event. Two number one seeds. One second place finish. One first place finish. One of those teams finished 12th overall in an FPC main. That's the kind of year you really live for, guys, and that's that's what we all uh, – we all like to experience at least once every one. You know, we don't expect it every year. You know, I know I'm not going to win every year, but I like to have that, like, you know, every other year, every two or three years, I'd like to be up there, you know, competing, whether it be in the FFPC or the FFWC, the Fantasy Football World Championship, or the NFFC. One of these I want to I want to be competing in right at the end. I mean, that's when it really is exciting. So thanks to everybody in the chat room. It's been fun. We're going to do a little bit of college football Saturday. If you're interested, shoot me an email and I'll send you an invite. Mike and I are going to do it. We're going to check it out. I don't know the first thing about college. I really don't know the players all that well, but I want to test it out and see what it's like. And I want to have something to root for on Saturday. We're going to the Harvest Homecoming down in New Albany, Southern Indiana. It's one of the biggest festivals, uh, one of the fall festivals here in Indiana, second biggest gathering in the state. 
We're going to have fun with the family. The boys are, look, are, are getting big. Check them out on Facebook. They're looking like little men now. So uh, thanks to everybody. Red versus Blue, we're out. We'll see you next week, and good luck to you on Sunday. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. 낮에는 따뜻한 인간적인 여자. 커피 한 잔의 여유를 아는 품격 있는 여자. 밤이 오면 심장이 뜨거워지는 여자. 그런 반전 있는 여자. Gangnam Style Gangnam Style Op, 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 op Open Gangnam Style Gangnam Style Op, 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 op Open Gangnam Style Hey, sexy lady Op, 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 op Open Gangnam Style
I'm getting so cold. I ain't wait this hard since I was 18. Apologize if I say anything I don't mean. Like, what's up with your best friend? We could all have some fun, believe me. And what's up with these new niggas? And why they think it all comes so easy? Forget it while you here, boy. Cause all that hype don't feel the same next year, boy. Yeah. And I'll be right here in my spot with a little more cash than I already got. Tripping off you cause you had your shot. With my skin tan and my hair long. My fans who've been so patient. Me and 40 back to work, but we still smell like a vacation. Hate your rumors, hate the bullshit, hate these fucking allegations. I'm just feeling like the throne is for the taking. Watch me take All it. I care about is money in the city that I'm from. I'ma sip until I feel it. I'ma smoke until it's done. I don't really give a fuck in my excuses that I'm young. And I'm only getting older. Somebody should. I told you I'm on one, yeah. Fuck it, I'm on one. 